0: Hey, what's up guys? It's Chris Chavez. One third of the hardly Cafe podcast. I wanted to cut in here before the show started to bring something to your attention and hopefully see if I can, uh, if there's anything you guys can do to help. Um, so, you know, we love wrestling, you know, you love wrestling. Uh, we know how hard these people work when they do what they do, putting on shows and you know, they love what they do and they do it for what we love, uh, which is the entertainment and the sport of it. Um, So that's why you're constantly hearing us talk about check out your local wrestling scene, go out and support your local wrestling scene. Uh, Those guys work hard, just as hard as the pros do. Uh, They're constantly traveling on the road, driving from town to town, putting in the work uh, just to, you know, make their dreams come true and do the thing they love. Uh, But sometimes that can be a danger as well. And unfortunately for um, a few of our local wrestlers here at a- Empire State Wrestling, that seemed to be the case the other night. Uh, on the night of Sunday, January 6th, the Buffalo brothers, Nick Puffpath, uh, Kevin Bennett, Danny Garcia, and Kevin Lockwood were involved in a serious car accident driving back from doing what they love the most, wrestling. They've sustained several serious injuries, including broken bones and head injuries. The boys and their family would be extremely grateful for any financial assistance at this time. I'm reading uh, directly from their GoFundMe account, by the way. Uh, they've experienced severe trauma, both mentally and physically, and will need help getting through the recovery process, which will include not being able to work for some time. All donations will go towards their rehab programs, including surgeries, physical therapies, and medical equipment. Um so if you guys could do it, man, if you if you could look into GoFundMe Buffalo Brothers Car Accident Recovery Fund. Uh, these guys work super hard uh, doing what they love to put on shows so that we can enjoy what we love. And sometimes these things happen. It's a freak car accident. Apparently they hit black ice somewhere uh, on the um, between shows coming back from a show, I believe. Um and uh these guys are good guys, are hardworking guys. If you're able to give something, a uh, dollar, 20, whatever you can give to help uh with these these medical costs, it'd be greatly appreciated. GoFundMe.com, look up Buffalo Brothers Car Accident Recovery Fund. Show those guys some love, give them some support, uh, and go out and support your local wrestling. Uh show those guys as well how much you love what they do and support what they do because they do what we love consuming and enjoying, uh, which is professional wrestling. Now on with the show.
1: everybody, welcome to another episode of Harley Kayfabe, that's right, we're back, I'm Johnny Townsend. and I'm joined by both Christopher Chavez and Matthew Johnson this week,
2: what's up fellas? Hello, hello, hello. there must be a major pay-per-view coming up because I'm here two weeks in a row. Yeah, I don't, I don't
1: <laughs> that was it in your contract? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. That's that's the kind of deal Chris gave me. I don't know about you. No, uh, I I don't even have a contract. He uh,
1: he knows he knows some secrets about me, and he forces me to do this. Oh, okay. So it, oh, oh. Yeah. it's like Scientology. Oh no! Once I'm in,
2: I'm just dead. I can't get out. <laughs> too good, too good. What a week of wrestling this week, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's some fun stuff it. did happen, you know. Uh, we'll we'll get into it when we talk about the shows. But there were a couple of uh, you know, the, the WWE. I will say this: for usually during the holidays, we kind of we kind of assume they're going to just kind of take it off, you know. Yeah. just Some easy easy stuff, not really anything newsworthy. Yeah, it's all pre. I thought they were, uh, yeah, because they're pre-recorded. I thought that uh, they, this time, both over the Christmas break and the New Year's break, I thought they kind of at least put in some little bit of little bit of nuggets in there for us, you they know. Uh, yeah, because this week they had the uh, you know the whole Becky Lynch with John Cena thing. That was yeah, a cool yeah. way. That was cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. There, I have one little nitpick about it, but it's just a small thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, uh, you know, they're they're really pushing this whole. Wanting the the wrestlers to be, I'm sorry. <clears throat> wanting these sports entertainers to be uh, more uh, uh, ruthless and have more aggression. If only there was a name for that.
0: Like in like, have more attitude.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if only there was a name for an era we can call something that either has more attitude or just some aggression that happens to be ruthless. Hardcore. Yeah, I can't think of it though
2: not <laughs> ringing a bell
0: at all the word, the word is not I can't it's on the tip of my tongue
1: yeah so uh, but also uh, I am way more excited at the I think we'll do it at the end uh, Chris found an amazing hidden gem match and we're going to discuss it <laughs> and there's some amazing little things that I would love to talk about that this match does very well oh. and uh, and I think Chris uh, you'll, you'll put in which uh, where people need to go to watch this match I believe
0: yeah, I'll pull it up right now. I think I sent it to you guys in the message exactly. So I'll yes,
1: yeah, you did, you did. Yeah. So uh, that's the one thing I got to say though. Like, you know, the WWE, rightfully so, gets a lot of uh, junk hurled at them. Kind of like you know WCW when, uh, when uh, you know Hollywood Hogan was in the ring, they would throw junk into the ring. Yeah. Uh, kind of like that, but it's just that the network is by far worth the ten dollars a month.
0: Oh, There's yeah. just so much yeah. just so much
1: old good stuff in there oh That's man
0: point like we because we're fans because of you know most of us are fans because we grew up with it and so uh, people our age and and older this is some of the stuff that we we grew up watching you know what i mean i remember watching some of this wcw in that type of studio on tbs super station down in florida when i was a kid um i remember these things and it's I don't know, man. It's you're right. They get a lot of shit and there's a lot of garbage that, you know, you could say I could do without as a fan, um, even the certain programming, but the network itself, the the it's like a treasure trove. It's like you want to understand the history of wrestling. You've got everything here you know, all these broadcasts, all these pay-per-views, all these legendary matches, watch these. You don't have to watch everything. You don't have to consume every single storyline. But if you want to understand what it is that drives this, this love that we all have, go through some of these and especially find these matches that are just tucked in the middle of a regular broadcast that you never would have thought to look into because it wasn't a pay-per-view match. It wasn't a match that was talked about. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, Exactly. And uh, the WWE also does a really good job with their network, how they set it up, where w- once you start a program, uh, each little chapter or whatever you want to call it, it actually is labeled. So you know who's wrestling then. So you can actually skip ahead if like, you want to see a certain wrestler, you can like, kind of get to their match easier that way. So they really made this thing really easy to navigate, at least on my Xbox One they did. So I assume it's kind of like that with everywhere else. But yeah, yeah uh, they get a lot of crap that they deserve, but they also do some good stuff like the network.
2: Group. Yeah, I think the network has been the the biggest, uh, I think, advancement of the like really stride that they've taken over the last probably the decade, you know, just making wrestling more, you know, easier, accessible. And they, they do. They, yeah, they do do a good job of it, mixing up, you know, having exclusive events and then having all that old the old tape libraries that, um, you know, they've worked hard to go and acquire. Yeah, yes.
0: sure and and, yes. and I would go so far as to say it helps it's helping as as part of this new resurgence in the popularity of professional wrestling in that like kids who never saw the, these matches are now seeing them and getting to have a, a deeper appreciation for for what they're seeing even I, even if it's a different product now they can understand you know what I mean I feel like these it's it's really helping this new uh I feel like it's like the Renaissance.
2: That too, and I've also met a lot of people who um, who don't watch wrestling currently, but know of the network, and they still buy the network to watch all the old stuff. So oh, yeah. i think I think that's a pretty cool little tidbit too. Yeah, it's kind
1: of a it's kind of a great, just a great place for. It sounds like we're being sponsored by, them, but it's like a great place <laughs> for just a wrestling fan, no matter what era you're a fan of. Uh, you can kind of, you'll at least find something on here that that will appeal to your to your wrestling
0: senses <laughs> for sure <laughs> uh, so what's going on this week guys uh, have you seen anything going on on the psycho or have you heard anything
1: um or- I-, or- I was I going to say the big thing would be i think they officially announced that Cody and the uh, young bucks uh, have a new uh, promotion right yep here we go so it's it's started it's it's begun
0: guys all elite wrestling AEW is a thing now. Uh they have their own Twitter accounts. Uh, they all so, all social media accounts. Uh Cody the Young Bucks Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega everybody was um sharing the the images over the weekend when they announced it. What was it January 1st, right? The first day yeah. they yeah. they announced it. Um and yeah, it's it's a it's a legit thing and and it now it looks to be a, it's 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 what we've all been dreaming of. We're about to go into a new era of um, competition, of creative, you know, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. But the creative is going to get much better, we're hoping, if we look back at the past and see what this kind of thing has done before.
1: Yeah, competition is always good for the consumer. Yes. So we really need this desperately. Uh, this will really kick. I think not only will this be awesome just to see a new product, but I also think in the end, in the long run, it will make WWE better. So uh, no matter who you're a fan of, this is nothing but a win-win for everybody. If this, and I and I really hope it does, if this thing keeps going on. They got a good financial backing. I mean, they got a, a multi-billionaire or whoever backing them up. Uh, so they'll, they'll have the money. I did hear that they're looking into TV deals already. Uh, and, that, and that to me is, is key. That is vital for this. They need a TV deal, at, at the very least a cable station, like one that
2: everybody gets. Yeah. Not like pop like impact exactly. for however long. Um and yeah. I heard I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was reading too that they're giving out like WWE like level contracts as far as money goes. Wow. Too. So it's not back. that's huge. That's gonna be a draw, you know, that's part of the draw too. So
0: Heck yeah, dude, they've got the backing, they've definitely got the money in the investors. Um I was seeing that Dave Meltzer was saying something along the lines of uh all Elite is having this rally um, in Jacksonville uh, on January 8th, the same night as SmackDown. So it's almost, got they're already starting to do this kind of competition thing. There was word that they're trying to 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 get their television, on their, their show on Tuesday night, obviously, um, to compete, to, to take that hole that SmackDown's going to leave. Uh, and that's actually a smart thing because as wrestling fans, how many years now are we programmed to see wrestling on Tuesday nights? So to have something as brand new as this and exciting as this available to us immediately, that's going to be pretty freaking rad, dude.
2: I I think so. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, You know, right. You see, I think you guys said before that SmackDown's going back to Fridays. Yeah. Yes. See, I don't like that. I personally don't like that. Uh, I never liked it originally. So them doing that, yes, in, in All Elite, jumping on Tuesday nights is a huge advantage to them if they want to compete.
1: Yeah. I think it's when they moved to Fox. They're going to Fridays, I believe. Yep. Oh, it's such a bad reason.
2: time slot, but
1: yeah, yeah, what I are agree you gonna it. do? It's gonna uh, be throughout the history of television, uh, except for maybe TGIF. If you had a Friday <laughs> time slot, it was kind of a death knell for your show. Yeah, basically,
2: essentially. I mean, you think you know, even kids in high school nowadays, middle school kids are out doing stuff on Friday nights. Adults, um, yeah. you know, I very, you know very rarely find myself doing absolutely nothing on a friday night um in you know in blowing off potential plans to go to, to watch you know wrestling so that, yeah it's just a weird slot i wish they'd go back to like thursdays or something
1: and, and fox paid a lot of money for smackdown so uh, i'm assuming they're not just going to like you know let it flounder
2: but it's just what? kind of a weird it is kind of strange to put it on fridays yeah, yeah they must they must know what they're doing maybe they know maybe they got a plan
1: Well, we are in a new era with television where it kind of doesn't matter when your show comes on because most people sort of just watch it on demand whenever they want. Right.
0: Yeah, that's where they get a lot of their numbers from anymore.
1: Yeah. So, uh, But, yeah, I think this is exciting. And, honestly, this is the ultimate, ultimate bet on yourself thing with Cody and Young Bucks. I mean, this is the ultimate way to say, hey, I'm betting on myself. I'm not going to depend on anyone else. I believe in this. Uh, and honestly, it's, I think they got a lot of support from fans and, uh, you know, fans alike. Everybody wants this to succeed. If you're a fan of wrestling, even if you're a hardcore WWE fan, I think that you should want this to succeed because it will only make everything in wrestling better.
0: I agree. Speaking of betting, they're saying that the next, uh, pay-per-view, which will be the, the first all elite wrestling pay-per-view is going to be double or nothing. It will likely be happening in April in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it's expected oh, to outdraw all in. Can you imagine if they do an outdoor like WrestleMania style event?
2: That would be insane.
0: They are just uh, immediately. Can you imagine their second their second one ever? They're just going outdoors now in Vegas. Wow.
2: I wonder if they're going to use because uh, I know in, in, with football the Oakland Raiders are moving to Vegas. I wonder if they're going to break in the new stadium for them.
0: Ooh. Could you
2: imagine? Holy shit! Oh, that
0: would be insane. Is, Is that also- stadium ready? I
2: don't know. I don't know when that team's moving there. I think it's supposed to be this, uh, this upcoming season. So, okay. Okay. So, so it's very possible. Team-
0: uh, it says here also that there was the, the Psycho Sids are telling me that there was also uh, whispers that AJ Styles might be leaving the E because he was up unhappy with how his storylines going. And uh, and, you know, basically a, a lot of wrestlers are looking at AEW now going uh, me, me, me. I'd like to I'd like to join. You know what I mean? I, uh, I think being put to, to rest because they're saying that he's expected to stay for the next few years.
1: Yeah, honestly, if I was AJ Styles, he's making so much money and it's obvious from storyline, even if he's not happy with storylines, quote unquote, according to this, uh, he's by far, they've made a point of saying that he's one of our top guys, like we're putting oh, yeah. all in behind him. I mean, oh, he yeah. was just the Vince McMahon past two daggum episodes of SmackDown. Yep. So it's not every wrestler gets that kind of treatment. He honestly, to me, he's the one of the ones in the past couple of years who I feel has actually been treated right. So... uh I don't. I don't see why he would leave unless he just wants to try something new. Which you know, sometimes people are like that. So that, it could be
2: a scheduling thing too. I mean, you got. Yeah. You got to remember the grind of the WWE's travel schedule. It's yeah. That's how WCW
1: back in the day was able to. Uh, it was way more that they were offering pretty much the same money, if not more, and the schedule was way way better. Yeah, if more. than yeah. it
0: was more and just television. That was it. They didn't have to do house shows. Right. right a lot of these guys they were drawing over yeah that was again classic competition days right so this is going to be man i'm telling you we're we're so lucky we are so lucky to be living in the time we're living in and and to be experiencing this kind of thing it's going to be awesome
2: without a doubt without a doubt
0: i don't mean to bring us down but i do think we need to address the fact that uh this week there was also the passing of mean gene okerlund yes yes uh, he was one yes. of our legendary voices in wrestling. I think everybody said he was, you know, the voice of wrestling. I mean, when you heard him, you knew it was him. He had one of those voices. It's, you know how, like, you hear Casey Kasem and it's him. You know, if yes. You yeah. hear certain people's voices. Uh, Morgan Freeman, you know who it is. Okerlund had that kind of voice, but it was like this booming announcer voice, which was so commanding when you heard him talk. You know what I mean?
1: And I always loved his reactions to whoever he was interviewing. Oh, oh yeah. It, he had great ones. I grew up when I when I really became a young wrestling fan. Uh, I was all about WCW, and thankfully we had—I uh, say we like—I was a part of WCW. Thankfully <laughs> we had uh, we had Mister Okerel in there. Yep. You know, he'd always give out his number if you want to call and get little uh, psycho said things uh, on there.
0: Right, the the phone number. Yes,
1: um, I freaking love. I, I I always loved Mean Gene. This one legit made me very sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always love the guy. I mean, even down to when he was doing WWE stuff with Hogan and, you know, and he was interviewing people. Man, gosh, if he doesn't get uh, get the, uh, you know, the video package treatment from WWE, I'd be shocked.
0: Oh, I believe he is. I believe they're saying that Hogan's going to be on Raw this week. He
2: is supposed to. Yeah, he's confirmed. Yeah, it's actually confirmed that he's he going to be there.
0: Remembrance or, or what they're going to do. I got to tell you, I I used to love the fact that when he was interviewing the guy, right, so that they could cut a promo. He was he would his voice was still the same as if he was announcing or bringing somebody you know to the stage or, you know what I mean like Randy Macho Man Savage what you know what I mean so, such yeah. this, I don't know how to man this dude was just amazing and I, aside from Jr dude this was one of the voices of wrestling for me it really was
2: yeah you know I mean, mean you think too about that era of guys you have. You you got Mean Gene, and then on the commentators' booth, you got Gorilla Monsoon and oh, and Bobby Heenan, and then oh yeah, then ring announcer, you got Howard Finkel. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, there's that's Hall of Fame right there. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Man. All of them with their own distinct voices that defined a wrestling generation. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's this it, this one this one's Donkey. He was only well, he was 78 uh and in my mm-hmm. opinion that's still relatively young. Yeah, he
0: was so. 76 and the weird thing was he the, the three different people died the exact same day. They were all 76. Mean Jean was one. Uh did you ever know do you know who um Super Dave is, Matt? Yes, yes. He was he he was a comedian. He died as well and then the old 70s act Captain and Tennille, uh, apparently Captain died as well. All yeah. seventy six. But yeah, did did it say what he died of, uh, Gene?
2: Well, he did have a nasty fall uh, about a month or so ago, um, and I think it broke his hip or something like that. So I think that might have contributed to it. Um, that sucks, dude. Yeah, it's 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 very sad. Is he? He's. I would imagine he's in the Hall of Fame, right? I I, I think he has a Hall of Fame ring. If, if he's not,
1: something's wrong with that Hall of Fame. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got to be. He's got to be. He, I think he needs to. I also think he gets the. I would assume he gets the 10 bell salute too.
0: He was inducted in 2006 by Hulk Hogan.
2: That's right. That's right. Okay. Because I remember Stone Cold call out Hulk Hogan on that one too. So, okay.
0: So, uh, yeah, 10 bell salute for me and Gene. uh, Because that dude is definitely. uh, Wrestling is the way it is now and and the way we love it because he's he's a big contributor of that.
2: Yeah. I'll never forget one of my. uh, Favorite memories of him was one of his his later on ones, but it was uh, WrestleMania twenty, and they were just bringing everybody around, and they had a skit where he would he was in the back. It was either with uh Fabulous Moolah or um, oh Christ, who the other? I can't remember who the other one was off the top of my head. Oh man, but th- there was like a fit. he like he came out from like this closet or whatever. He had like like lip kiss marks all over him. <laughs> It was, a, here for this. Yeah. it was like in the middle of an interview or something like that. It yeah. was acting all awkward. It was so good. Uh, we're live, pal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: big, big loss, big loss. Um For sure.
1: For sure. But I will say, uh, he had such a great legacy Like I never I didn't see any bad stuff come out about him from other wrestlers uh, that that talked about him in remembrance. So yeah. His legacy seems to be pretty great, and if we could all have such a legacy, then we'd be really lucky. For sure. All right, let's pick it up, guys. Let's uh,
0: let's
1: let's get on a happier note. And uh, move what, what happened overall this week?
0: <laughs> actually, it wasn't too bad. But I got let's to, go t- to
2: SmackDown. Like, no.
0: <laughs> I'm still waiting for the the fresh, I'm still waiting for the all new because again, we just got Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Let's. I don't want to take away from the match though, because it was actually a really good steel cage match. But. What? Where else are they going to go with this? Yeah,
1: the match okay. itself I thought was very good. I mean, they had some really great spots in it.
0: Yes. I mean
1: that uh, that suplex off the cage was pretty dang sweet. It was. Insane. Uh, uh, so uh, I didn't even have a problem with the match, but I don't know what you're saying though. Like we've we've seen these two go at it already. I just
0: don't. Uh, know we were
1: gonna... promised some fresh matchups. Let's get some fresh ma- uh, fresh matchups going on here. They hey,
2: to- man, it was in a cage this time.
0: Yeah, but are they yes. trying to make? Are they trying to push Ziggler face? Like, what are they trying to do with this? That's my thing. And because I probably- think
2: they're trying to launch McIntyre into a more prominent role, especially getting a victory in a cage match like that. Uh, I think Ziggler's days are behind him as far as getting any pushes. But I think yeah. the real focus going forward is going to be McIntyre being a major player on Raw. Oh. I think so too. I think
1: I think they're planting seeds for him to be one of their top heels for sure. Oh, easily.
0: Okay, so yeah, so you you show him as even taking heels out, and and that that makes you like, you get you you're taken more seriously now.
2: Oh, completely, completely. Right. Um, which is which is good to see because I mean we all remember how McIntyre's first run ended, and ever since he came back, you know, left TNA and came back, he he they've portrayed him in a much more serious manner, and 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 people are actually really getting behind it um yeah mcintyre is a big deal right now and they need to they need to ride it all the way you know bring him to the main event have him challenge for the title a couple times maybe eventually down the road put it on him um i know we last week we talked about you know possible royal rumble winners and i would not be surprised if mcintyre pulled it off now
1: maybe he's a good pick i think i thought you guys would love raw because of what happened to poor rush (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he got he got curb stomped into oblivion. <laughs> that is true.
0: I thought I saw somebody, what's her name, on um on Twitter, Dreamer, our Dreamer or something like that. She's a huge wrestling fan, I follow her, but she put a uh one of those gifs up and it was just non-stop watching him get his head stomped over and over and over.
1: Yeah, he sold that thing crazily. <laughs>
0: My God, that was insane. Well, let me ask you about that because I got, the next step that came up on Raw was Seth Rollins' promo uh, where he was all fired up and pissed off and, and Triple H came in. And this is when Triple H said at the end of the match, you're just going to face Bobby Lashley. Um, what did you think of the promo itself? Did you guys see the promo?
2: I it saw was, it. Yeah, I saw it. It was, it was passion. It was nice to see yeah. Seth take a aggressive form. Um, Again, it, it kind of reminds me like a mirror of what they're doing with AJ Styles on SmackDown, just trying to get a more aggressive side of him.
0: What's the word? Oh, still can't think of the era. Anyway, um, yeah, it is. It's just more it's like everybody's got an attitude all of a sudden. Um it was uh, yeah, I thought it was it was a good promo as well. Um I did one when, when Triple H said he was gonna face Bobby Lashley, I did kind of cringe, like, wait, what? But I don't know. Yeah. I, the, the curb stomp was worth it. Yeah.
1: And the, and the stuff he did with the chair, he showed a lot of uh, passion there using the chair on both guys. Yeah.
0: So, uh, match yeah. overall. I'm not taking away from that match either. Um, if anything, having Seth Rollins, uh, face him helped Bobby Lashley a little bit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I thought that's, that's the, <laughs> what I saw at curb stomp, uh, my first thought was to, was to Chris for sure because, uh, I was like, I guarantee Chris is, like, jumping up and down.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: throwing popcorn in the air about how amazing this is. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. <laughs> what did you, you think of the Battle Royal for the number one contender that challenged Dean Ambrose?
2: Uh, I thought it was cool in theory. What do they call it? Like a la- uh, I forgot what the term for it was. not like a last chance, but a, uh, a new beginnings. Let me yeah. see the term huh. they used. Yeah, something like that. Um but they you know they had a lot of guy, you know, random guys that haven't gotten nearly as much TV time as as we had liked. you know, Zack Ryder f- getting on that last Raw of the year. This, yes, you know, that was, this that head was head head nice. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. Um surprised Apollo Crews won it, but I'm not like mad because it's different.
0: I kind of would have wanted to see Zach Ryder win it to see him. I mean, he would have still lost against Ambrose, but just to see, you know, he had been talking about how he'd not been on at all, and then he gets a title shot on the on the first episode of the year that he's. On. I would have
2: liked that because actually, i mean, like I said last week. I, I've always been a big Zach Ryder, uh, Mark, and I think he's been another one who's who's been able to organically get over, but uh, be misused. I, I dare say, anytime Zack Zach got over, it's because he worked
1: himself and got himself over. Yes. I, said, I don't I don't think anything they've written for hims done him any favors. No, no. Know, the whole Internet stuff, when he first got over, it was all because of him. he started that himself, and, and, you know, so I got nothing but respect for the guy. and plus uh, he loves he loves toys, and I love toys. We're both <laughs> children at heart.
0: Yeah, exactly. Would you Okay, so what did you think of Corbin and, and Elias? their their little scuffle? Um, <laughs> fresh and new, <laughs> new. right? And uh, Bailey, Sasha, and Ember against the Riot Squad. Fresh and new. Fresh and new. Yeah. Uh, it was a decent match, though. I mean, if you watch the match, yeah. there's a lot of pretty good spots. But uh, again, it's kind of like, what do we? Where do you want us to invest uh, our our interest here? Do you know what I mean? Right. Where do you want? Us to, who do you want us to stand behind? Because there's people you'll stand behind as heels, and there's people that you are stand behind as faces, and I'm not saying I'm confused between these two. I'm just saying it's like what's happening with this story. Why do I care that the riot squad are going up against Sasha and, and Bailey with Ember Moon thrown in? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because we literally just saw the riot squad get destroyed by one person at yeah, TLC. Exactly. So, uh, you know why? Why would I? Why would I think that this? this trio could do anything i guess a, i guess another trio when it can't, can't even take out one person
0: exactly and it's just weird too because it feels like they they're not sure what to do with ember moon so they kind of keep throwing her in these tag matches with people that she wants you know what i mean like she's here with uh, sasha and bailey or then she's she's with um uh who was it before that she was with uh natalia wasn't she doing something with natalia for a little bit as a tag team i think so and it's it's my point it's kind of like what are they I don't
1: know. Yeah. You know I I did notice something with Ember Moon. Uh you know back back in back in my day when uh, WCW was was my jam. Uh Diamond that Dallas regress? Page. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page pretty much got over because of his finishing move, right? And he wrote that and he knew what he was doing. Uh you know the the uh the Diamond Cutter. That was a huge thing. I mean even yeah. That that thing he would do with his hands even made it into pop culture there for a little bit. That's how big it was, and I kind of think in a way, Ember Moon sort of gets over because their finishing move is so unique. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know too many people who are doing a stunner in that in that way. Uh, but it, but like it's like they don't know what to do with their personality wise,
0: right? Or who to Me. match up against to to help be trusted you know what i mean to help further their characters along it's like she yeah that's character's a great
1: character's a great word like what is ember moon's actual character like i i I couldn't really tell you right now
0: i always thought it had something to do with the werewolves or something and then maybe (laughs) no i don't get it i don't don't, yeah you know
2: yeah
1: so they gotta do something with her character wise uh you know, she can already get herself over with with the the moves she uses in the ring. That's not the issue with her. The issue with her is actual character. Yeah. there so, anything uh, else on Raw that we need to discuss before we move on to the show we all love.
0: So Rhino, came, <laughs> so Rhino came back and then they just uh, squashed him and Slater. Not squashed, but they just you know so, so Rhino and Slater lose the the next time they're up against somebody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. it was a three on yeah it was a three on two handicap match.
0: What's fresh and new about that? Honestly,
2: push him. Yeah, you got to push him if you're going to make a big deal about his return. Push him.
0: Exactly. I just don't get it. These are the things that are just make me go, huh? And then the Apollo Cruz Dean Ambrose thing made me. I just, I, I, I just didn't see them taking the belt away from Ambrose so easily. So I just knew that this match was just going to be kind of meh. Right.
1: Yeah, same. I looked at it more as let's kind of showcase what uh, what Cruz can do.
0: Yeah, I guess I felt like there were times, though, that Ambrose really could have helped put Cruz over in certain spots. And it just felt it felt kind of, I don't know, mismatched, like they weren't sure what they wanted to do with each other. Yeah.
1: Since Ambrose has come back, he's kind of he's kind of in a weird spot when it comes to his style of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, He kind of needs that certain opponent who meshes well with him, you know, uh there are some wrestlers that we love because they, you can put them literally against anybody and they'll make something happen.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, But then you have some wrestlers who, and I don't think Dean Ambrose is a bad wrestler. Actually, I think he's quite good at times, but it's just that his style is his style. He he hasn't really changed it up any. And, uh, you know, it's just what kind of wrestler uh, here's a good question. Who would you guys put him in a feud with? Like, let's get, let's get rid of the Seth Rollins thing. Who would you put in? A, who would you put in a feud with him that would help him really showcase and have better matches
0: on either roster or or just yeah roster. either
1: either roster roster is not a thing.
0: Oh, man, let's see. He could go uh, AJ Styles. I think he could go toe to toe with because AJ. Yeah, at hard I'd have to second Styles, that. You know I mean, and and um, Ambrose has always been more of like a, a hard hitting kind of technician technical wrestler but not not really technician i mean not like chris benoit yeah. style technician or 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 the hitman but uh in regards to like he he works a lot of locks and a lot of holds you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah yeah that was the person i was thinking of too uh it was aj styles that's um,
2: what have they feuded yeah. before though did, did they i think they did feud a little bit before and ambrose was but not They did back on SmackDown because I think uh, AJ was heel at the time, and I think AJ took the belt off of Ambrose when they did the brand split again. Yeah. I think that's what happened, and Ambrose was having really good matches with them because – oh, yeah, because uh, that's when um, the no-chin dude – uh, Ellsworth, yeah, Ellsworth uh, started to get involved more and, and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, they were actually putting on uh, really, really good bouts. So they, I think that would be much needed. Um, whether you know, one of them needs a fresh start, though, yeah. obviously, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, what else happened on Raw? Uh, the the ladies, Ronda Rousey, yeah. Natalya versus Tamina and uh, Nia Jax.
1: All right, so where do you guys think that storyline is going to go?
0: Well, I, I see, uh, I'm seeing Rhonda turn heel at some point because yeah, they keep building that her and Natalia are, are the best of friends. They had that moment where Natalia challenged her and there was this weirdness, but they're back to best of friends and I'm here to protect you and I'm here to take care of you type of thing. And I think we're going to see at one of the big main of uh big shows coming up here soon pay-per-views we're going to see Ronda turn heel. We've been calling it for a while. I've been saying that that's what we're probably going to see since now that all four horsewomen of the UFC are with the E. Um but yeah, that's where I yeah. think the storyline's going. I don't think it has anything to do with Nia Jackson Tamina. I think they're just kind of like there. Uh, there for now to help help, you know, push that these two have each other's back no matter what.
2: Tamina's just been kind of there her whole career, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's true. <laughs> um
1: it, It's if if they really do down the road want to push this four horsewomen versus four horsewomen, I think the direction you, that you have to go, judging by how just uber popular some of the women are on the other four horsewomen, you have to change. Uh, you, somebody's got to go heal. I mean, somebody just has to. Yeah, and I think you're right, Chris. I think Rousey's the one who's going heel. I mean, that's when it that makes the most sense. Yep. Uh, and I think I think in the long run, a heel turn can really help her, mm-hmm. uh, like just dive into her character more. I agree. And then the I, yeah.
0: story at the end is going to be even better. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really helps. Uh, you know, I, many wrestlers will say being heels way more the way more fun anyway. Right. Yeah, right. way more fun being a heel.
2: I f- I feel like Rousey is the type of 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 person not just like not like a wrestler not just an entertainer but a human being who would excel and be I think she would be a better heel than Becky Lynch.
0: Ooh, 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 ooh.
2: Yep, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I think if they let Ronda Rousey be Ronda Rousey, she will be a bigger and better heel than Becky Lynch. Wow.
1: You hear that which one? honestly if those two feud that would help Becky Lynch. I mean um, help her be even even bigger even bigger b- babyface in the long run.
0: Yeah, well we'll yeah. see the the brand shake up again, but uh, that's been rumor also was that they're going to be moving Ronda Rousey to SmackDown cuz SmackDown's moving to Fox and Fox wants the ratings and they want Ronda uh you know on that Friday night. They they're thinking that's going to help bring uh, uh viewers to stay home on Friday nights or to DVR it and watch it later.
2: Right, right.
0: So you could we could see that happen. You know, it's, it's still possible. They've, you know, they've, there's been rumors of the brand shakeup coming again. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see for sure. Yeah, uh, It was it was a, the match itself was, it was all right. You could see again, what it did showcase was that Rhonda is still putting the work in, man. She's adding little by little other things to her repertoire. Um, and she's looking more confident with some of the spots she's doing. Like when she's going up to the top turnbuckle, you know, she's not as wobbly anymore or nervous looking, She's yep. got more confidence and and she's looking good.
1: Yeah, she's definitely improved for sure. You can tell she actually wants to get better.
0: Heck yeah, dude. So, yeah. yeah and
1: from what I've heard, from what I've heard from wrestlers backstage on the Psycho Sids, <laughs> they're all pretty high on her. Like she definitely is just a fan of wrestling and yeah. uh comes up comes across very well
0: backstage. Sweet. So uh yeah, let's move on to our, the other show, the other brand, the blue side. SmackDown Live. Um yeah, so SmackDown Live opens with the New Day declaring its New Year's resolutions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we knew it was going to get a comedy spot. I mean, uh, it just
0: kind of part of it. I said this for a while. I remember when I came back to wrestling, uh, I was not aware of the New Day, did not know who they were. And the first time I saw them with the unicorn, you know, horns and this, I was just like, what is this? I'm like, "Bootios." Like what is this? I did. This is not wrestling. This isn't Ric Flair or Arn Anderson. This isn't Sting. This isn't what's going on here, right? And like, I, it it kind of threw me off. And at first, I wasn't a fan of these guys. I wasn't a fan of that gimmick. But man, they won me over super fast. I love these guys. Anytime I hear that music come on, and you know, and Biggie's voice screaming over the 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 intercom, man, it's amazing. I love it.
2: They do good. They they just are like the embodiment of modern pop culture and, and professional wrestling?
0: wrestling right like that like they are what the fun part of wrestling uh, was as a kid because it was always acts that did you know things yeah. like that to be entertaining and for the entertainment value of it uh but yeah dude i love these guys and every time they come on i'm just like okay what's gonna happen now and when he starts yeah. pulling pancakes out of his diaper and eating it and throwing it out into the <laughs> into the crowd i was like oh this is great and,
1: and they've also and i think i said this before they've also Everybody knows that that these guys are really good wrestlers. Like when you get them in the ring, they get serious. Yes. So they're in a unique spot where they can do over-the-top comedy like this, and it doesn't really hurt their credibility when it comes yeah. to being inside the ring.
0: Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. so SmackDown starts out with the fact that there's a match between Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy to figure out who's going to be in the, the match later on in the night, a fatal five-way match. Uh, and which the winner of will go against Daniel Bryan for the title at Royal Rumble, yeah, Smojo
1: wins he chokes he chokes out poor Jeff, yep, it was a good match too, man. there was yeah, it was
0: match, dude, um
1: but but he got yeah. two good wrestlers there, so I didn't expect it to be bad, but yeah, uh for you know it's I thought it was a good match, and Jeff didn't really lose anything because he didn't tap out or get pinned, you know, he was he passed out, so
0: yeah, I just feel like it would have made it. Um, a little bit more up in the air as to who might win the fatal five way. If Jeff had won uh, only because you can't, I can't see Samoa Joe going against, you know, the heel versus heel for the title. So, I, so that immediately yeah. removed Samoa Joe and Randy Orton out of this f- f- fatal five way for me. Um, yeah. And then when you saw who the last three were, it was like obvious who's going to win this match later on. But yeah, this was still a decent match. Um and then they moved on to Rusev Day celebration because Rusev won the U.S. title uh, the week before, uh, which was ruined by Shinsuke Nakamura. So thank God, it, Shinsuke seems to have a little bit of fire back into his character.
1: Thank you, thank you. That's what I was thinking too when I was watching
2: that. Uh, he seemed <laughs> way more into it this week. Yes. Yeah, uh, he and did his whole dancing stick and like he did it like felt passionate, um, and yeah the. It was, I mean, it was a weird little scuffle between, uh, you know, him, Rusev, and Lana, but it, I think it still came off well and, and added a little bit to Shinsuke uh, going forward. Yeah, it was it was nice to see him rebound. I mean, it's that classic heel thing yeah. um, uh, of if they're going to continue the, fu- the feud, yeah, he's going to come out and attack. Uh, you know, the guy he just lost the belt to, but uh, I'm glad they're going to stick with it. I think it has the potential of some really good matchups.
0: Oh, heck yeah, dude. So, and that was happy because we were just literally talking about how it feels like they've done nothing with Shinsuke. So the fact that he's got this nasty streak about him again, uh, not just walking around and beating people up in the ring. It's nice. Uh, then they moved on to the females, uh, the women, Naomi versus Sonya Deville. Uh, I like, I don't know about you guys, but, um, I'm a I'm a fan of Naomi's entrance. I like that whole the way everything glows and it looks freaking awesome.
1: I remember when I first saw it and I kind of hated it, yeah. but it's really grown on me.
0: I'm gonna be honest. I I kind of love it now. I was just like, holy crap! Look yeah. at how cool that looks. Like it's just insane and the way she moves around to make sure that you know her hair's flying around. It's just it looks awesome if you ask me.
1: Um, yeah. So I, I had a- pros and cons with this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Pros would be I really I really love uh, Deville's finisher. I really like that finisher a lot. It's like sure. a, it's like a vertical suplex turn into sort of a rock bottom type deal. Yep. Really like it. Uh, what I didn't like is this is just me. I might be the only one who's like this when they get really personal, when it's a married couple. Oh, I, I just hate that stuff. Like it, to me, it feels I-
0: icky. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess it would be icky for me if, it, if like, say we knew that, uh, cause it's Jay, right? Jay Uso. No, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy's, Jimmy and and uh, and Naomi were really having problems for real, or that we'd heard he was in uh, unfaithful. I would feel like this would feel icky. I feel like because I don't know, it feels like it's okay because they're all in on this storyline and they're playing the parts. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I, I love when people say I, I get what you're saying, but I love when people say they're all in, but they probably had no choice to be all in. But uh, <laughs> True. you know, I just it's uh, just, and I think and I get it because. Mandy Rose isn't a very attractive woman. Uh, she's sort of the okay Townsend.
0: okay Townsend. Let's let just admit she's God's gift to man. Okay,
1: <laughs> she's very attractive. I mean, she, I mean, she.
0: I mean, she
1: looks. Yeah, she looks very much like uh, Trish Stratus. So yeah. she reminds me of for sure. That's, what,
0: that's exactly what I was thinking when she made her entrance for this, and she yeah. made her way into the ring, and the way she was standing there, and posing and preening, and I just thought, this is just literally this generation's Trish Stratus. Yes. exact in the middle of the ring right now.
1: So if she can get her in ring stuff as good as Trish got hers, she'll be she'll be set. Exactly. But it's uh, I don't know. Like you're not wrong, Chris, in how you feel about that. But it's just when I know for a fact that Naomi and and uh, Jimmy are married, mm-hmm. and they're trying to use that as a thing. Like it's it's like I don't believe it for one. Yeah. Uh you know, because uh, we already know that they're married, and we know that if you follow the Psycho SIDS that. Mindy Rose is dating some guy NXT, I believe. Yeah. Uh it's, you know, it's like, yeah, they're just this is just purely storyline, so it feels even more <laughs> trashy to me. Like this is uh this is way more soap opera ish stuff uh that I thought wrestling tries to kinda I mean, I know it's kinda it's been built for years as like a you know, quote unquote man's soap opera. But this just feels one hundred percent soap opera ish to me. I don't know how Matt feels. He hasn't chimed in, but that's just that's just me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think what they're trying to do too is probably spark something, something going on with the other women aside from Becky and Charlotte and Asuka. You know what I mean? So I think they're just trying to spark something with this, and this was one of the storylines they went with. What did you think, Matt?
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have to I'd have to agree. They're just yeah, I'd want to get something going, get the people behind some kind of feud because a lot of the the women's matches, unfortunately, are, are just throw together's. Um, despite the the women's re- you know the Diva Women's Revolution. Uh, it's been a, there's have been a lot of throwaway matches still. So yeah, I, I, I just, yeah. Trying to get a storyline going as best as they can.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. From that point, you guys are right. I do like that. They're actually trying to put storylines in other women's, uh, feuds. Like I think that's desperately needed, needed. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll change my mind with how, where they go with this. Who knows? Ooh, I like you Naomi know. a lot though. I'm with you, Chris. I've, I've become a big fan of
0: hers. Uh, so let's see. Moving on, John Cena returns to SmackDown Live uh, with his JBL haircut. Yes, and uh, decides that
1: to- hair. Uh, let's talk about the hair first. Uh, that hair has a mod of
0: its own, right? That is amazing hair. I saw a, a meme somewhere somewhere that said he entered like JBL and left like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone.
2: <laughs> yeah, they showed his hair all sticking up and stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh man, it's so amazing! Uh, it's, he was on—I uh, can't remember what the talk show was. He was on a, one of those late-night talk shows recently. Yeah, And he was promoting Bumblebee, right? Because he was in that movie. Yep. And uh, one of the things they talked about was his hair, and he was—and uh, he said he was amazed at how him showing up with actual with hair just like destroyed wrestling for one night. <laughs> because it's like all that people could talk about because he does like it's so weird you're so used to how a person looks for for a decade right and then all of a sudden he all he did if you really think about all he did to change his his face was to let
2: his hair grow out (laughs) and he just looks so different now he looks younger he look he he actually looks i mean if if he trimmed it up a little bit um but he looks like he did when he first got his big push like Oh three Oh four. Yeah. That's what he looks like to me now.
0: Exactly. It's crazy. That's 15 years ago, dude. That's insane. Yes. Uh, that's wild. Yeah, he does. He also does look like the love child of JBL. Like, if, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know where this is about, but anyway, so he comes out and he's, you know, everybody's cheering him and he says, you know, Hey, I'm back. And, uh, I want to make a, st- I want to make a statement kind of thing. Like, so send somebody out, let's do this. I don't care who you want to say, you brought me here for a reason. Let, let me send me your best. Right. And, and out walks the man, Becky Lynch, everybody fucking pops, obviously. Uh, and they had a lot, a good little promo going between the two of them. I thought that was actually pretty good. She got some good lines in on them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah this was definitely... a spotlight and, and, and yeah. all that it was, uh, it was a good showing for Becky Lynch Oh, and the woman. Sure. I can't think of the last time, maybe maybe China, that a woman, you know, a female wrestler has really went up, got in the face of a male wrestler, and yeah. you know, kind of gave it right back to him,
0: and and got the pop, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, most importantly, yeah. this was almost a sort of a, a, a torch passing in a way, yep, to me, uh, right. but it's it's uh, I really she came off very well. I mean, this was obviously designed to. To really show what she could do on the microphone, and they did a good job. I mean, the Nikki Bella line was great. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, when we when we get to the actual match, there was one thing that I was like, I don't that didn't make any sense to me.
0: But <laughs> yeah, so what what you're referring to is the fact that it ends up being a mixed tag team match: John Cena, Becky Lynch versus Andre Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega, which I'm happy for because. They're not letting uh, Almas or Vega just kind of you know flutter away. They're just really right. using, them, putting them in these situations where it's constantly you know Vega coming out saying, "Pay attention to us. My client is the future, or or my you know he's the future of 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 this business." So it's it's nice that they keep using them. And this was, I thought it was a pretty decent match. It was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that, and it's always good to see those two. Uh, I really hope. I think 2019, if, 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 if the WWE knows what they're doing with those two, they can really make some waves. Uh, But yeah, uh, I thought the match was very, I thought the match was really entertaining. My only, my only, and it's a very small issue. It's so small. But the, the finish of the match uh, was Becky Lynch threw John Cena out of the match, right? Like (laughs) she threw him out of the ring and she almost lost because of that. Like what was the, that's. I, I'm trying to remember, and maybe he did, but because we compare her to Stone Cold, right? Yeah. Where uh, you know she's kind of uh, she's she's a baby face, but she has an edge, and uh, you know Stone Cold would stun everybody. He didn't care if you were a face a face or a heel; he would stun you pretty much. Uh, but I never once remember him doing it. Where a point where it could have cost him the match. <laughs> like that felt like that felt like she's smarter than that. You know, if she's going to do that, wait till after the match then kinda of do something to John Cena. You know. So I, I that's that was my only and it's a small gripe, but yeah. But other than that, this was just a Beckulent showcase. Yeah. As it should be, as it should be. So I don't know. Matt, have you ever uh have you ever done something really stupid in a
0: match?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the time. And I was like this doesn't make sense, but whatever. I got paid. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And I tried to avert it too, but my tag team partner was a dickhead. There's only one off. I won't say any names. Ivan Radsky. Um but <laughs> he um uh, so I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of keeping shit organized and legit when I'm calling stuff. And he was supposed to take the pinfall in this match. Um, So I was like, okay, I'll make sure I make an effort to tag out. No, don't worry about it. The fans won't pay attention. So he didn't even want you to tag out. No, like I was taking, like I was getting beat up on and I was trying to go tag. it. He just jumped in the ring and got whooped up and took the pinfall. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: People notice that stuff. I don't, I don't know what he's thinking.
2: People do notice that it was this place in Ohio And uh, it was like their big rebirth show, and I was super pumped for it. And then he, uh, and then I never got booked again, and he never got booked again. So that was that. (laughs) It's his
1: fault. I'm blaming him. Yeah, I'm blaming him for you. And what happened next on SmackDown, Chris? Uh,
0: Next, we had the five, the Fatal Five Way. But before that, we had a. If you ask me, and this is my opinion, you guys may may have enjoyed it, but for me, it was just a weird kind of awkward interaction between AJ Styles, Vince McMahon, and uh, um, Shane. Shane, it was yeah, I, one hundred
1: percent with you. It was awkward's a great word for it.
0: Like I don't, I, I get what, like I see what they're trying to do with AJ. But the way AJ presented himself during this little interchange was just really strange, and I didn't buy it. I didn't buy that. Oh my God, you're this tougher, you know, rougher AJ with an what's the word I'm looking for, man? It's it was like an era, you know what I mean?
1: I yeah, it's- yeah. If only I could think of it too. But it oh. he's uh, sometimes I think when it comes to AJ Styles, obviously his in ring work is is. You know, well above par. Nobody would say a bad thing about how that guy goes in the ring. I mean, holy crap, he's so good. But when it comes to like verbal stuff, uh, he's hit or miss. And I think I don't know. Do you think it's kind of his accent when he's trying to be fired up? It kind of makes it a little more. uh, And also. And also, ever since Vince, and this is no knock on him, obviously, I mean, he's obviously a legend, but since he's gotten older and older, he's way more awkward to interact with, I feel.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, like, that's what I was saying when, when he was trying to do the thing last week where he was provoking AJ, it just felt weird. It didn't seem right. So even with this kind of interaction, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to portray, what this character is, but it's strange.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's obvious they're wanting to him to show some fire. I mean, that makes sense, and he needs it. But, uh, yeah, it's, this is a weird way to go about it. I mean, even when Shame McMahon Man stu- stood up to kind of get, you know, act like he was going to do something if, if AJ did something, even that felt awkward. Like, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. I thought last week's stuff with McMahon came off better than this week's, but both were kind of awkward, in my opinion.
0: I like that silence
1: awkward like that yeah Uh, (laughs) just like that Mm -hmm. yeah as you know i can't stand silence for just everybody knows me so i'll just fill
2: it in with whatever (laughs) that was
0: was pre-planned by creative it was
2: it was yeah vince's one is you just stay off tv i think go focus on the XFL. stay off tv um you're not the same
0: right like show up once in a while kind of like like then it means something, but now he's just you're really got, starting to see that he's losing it.
2: He's gonna be on TV every week until oh well, it'll it'll be over before WrestleMania, I would imagine. I hope but so. This this could be his like final like send off like appearance thing too. You got to keep that in mind. I, I would imagine you, XFL is gonna be the priority. Yeah, for um, sure. yeah,
1: I would think so. Yeah. Do you think? And I'm just gonna throw a storyline idea out there. Do you think the way that he goes out? As he kind of slowly walks to a limousine, then it blows up.
2: <laughs> I, God, I hope so. I, I don't think his sense of humor would allow it, that to happen, though.
0: That's so amazing.
2: Yeah, I don't think he would. Like, I know a lot of people who would pop for that, us included, wrestlers who would be like, if if they were in that position, they'd be like, okay, let's do this. But um, I don't think Vince McMahon has the sense of humor to do that again.
0: Man, that's too bad. They'd have to have. They'd have to really talk him into it, Shane. And
2: Eddie. oh yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So that what
0: ended up happening is this. Light leads into Styles, Mysterio, uh, Orton, Ali, and Samoa Joe. Fatal Five Way. What did yes. you guys think of this match? It was a
1: fun match. It's really good to see uh, Ali still get some shine. Yeah. Uh, he had that great move off top rope with Mysterio. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff that happened in this, and I thought. <sighs> I kind of thought if you're going to keep pushing AJ Styles the way you are, he
0: kind of had to go over. Yeah, I feel like there was uh, a lot of really good spots. Like there was there was this one spot at, outside after Samoa slammed AJ into a table, or like they were all out in the outside of the ring, and and Randy Orton and Samoa Joe kind of looked at each other and started stepping to each other. Then all of a sudden, Mysterio came out of nowhere, Ali came out of nowhere. It was just I thought that yeah. was actually really good. Um, it, yeah, yeah,
1: agreed. Yeah, a For lot of sure. really good spots in this. Yeah. Uh, the uh, um, I I also kind of like the idea that some wrestlers don't always just use one move to finish somebody. Like AJ Styles got the win with that uh, 450 off the rope. You know, he didn't use the clash and he didn't use the forearm. He used something else. I kind of like that. I do too, for sure. Yeah, kind of keep it fresh. Use different finishes sometimes. It
2: happens on, on the Indies a lot. I, I mean, I guess when you're established, it, it's it would be easier to do that you know, to mix it up a little bit, because I mean, from a psychology standpoint, if you if you're a wrestler, like if you're going into a fight or like if MMA, you're going against somebody and you know what their go to move is, wouldn't you be trained to like prevent it? Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd be like, OK, I'm not getting caught in this. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it does happen. Sometimes it doesn't. But I, I, I think I have to agree with you. I like the idea of mixing up a finish once in a while.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like I said, the the who they had in this match kind of already to me told me who was going to win it immediately, uh, especially with this push to make AJ this this, you know, this more aggressive character. Yeah, um, which he came out immediately looking aggressive. He went at everybody, even if they were a face. It, it looked like he was just going to try to go at everyone. But overall, it's it, it it was one of these things where I watched it because I wanted to see the match itself, not because I was hinging on who was going to win. I already knew who was going to win. You know? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But again, it's <laughs> gonna, we're going to see a good rematch at Royal Rumble. I think we're going to get a, a quite a show.
2: I think so too. Oh, for sure. I mean, I got to say too, Mustafa Ali getting pushed. Into this, you know, this limelight. I think he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Oh yeah. And uh, this was a good first step to mix it in with with some of uh, SmackDown and WWE's best right now. So yeah, yeah,
1: because he certainly, even though he didn't win the match, he didn't lose a thing. He only gained. So yeah, uh, I'm all for this. This right here, when they do stuff like this, where they throw in some new, fresh faces. This is what I'm. This is what I was thinking when the fans were saying we're getting some fresh. You know, new stuff going on but this is what they got to keep doing start bringing up some people like this yeah start yes. showcasing some new talent
0: yeah psycho sids are saying that as early as next week we'll see some of the nxt announcements showing up now
1: yeah that makes sense uh, of the ones they've announced who you guys are most excited to see
0: uh, i want to i'm happy that nikki cross is back to sanity but i'm interested to see where they're going to put lars and then what they're doing with him immediately
1: same I am with you. Uh, of all the ones they've announced, I thought they've done the best job of making his his uh, you know impending doom he's going to leash upon people matter the most. You uh, think? With the to be yeah, showing. Lars
2: is Lars is a scary dude. Yeah, scary dude. I'm looking forward to see what they got for him.
1: Yep. So that would be mine as well. Uh, and I got a special place in my soul for the heavy machinery. Uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah. I don't know. How, I don't know how they're going to come across on the main on the main roster though.
0: Yeah, that dozer has grown on me, dude. He just really reminds me of a throwback, like, Bushwhacker-style character. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. He really does. I love that dude. Even Uh, how he walks. (laughs) I guarantee he walks around the house like that. I know Um, he does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's my greatest joy to think about how he just goes about his day-to-day stuff.
0: (laughs) As he's putting an omelet together.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's a great follow on Instagram, too, by the way. Is he really? Yeah.
0: follow them now we haven't done this in a while guys so but i want to throw it out to you who wins the week raw or smackdown uh, uh, i gotta go Jeez.
1: i'm gonna go smackdown but i will say raw has been getting better and better it's really improved from where it
2: was but it was so low we didn't have to <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go smackdown as well the john cena becky lynch segment really helped put over yeah. um the the main event Yeah. um so much going going into it but yeah raw raw's kind of growing on me there still needs to be a big shake up but um you know we'll take what we can get but yeah smackdown smackdown wins the week
1: i think raw will get helped a lot by who uh when we get some returning people you know Sami Zayn and ko are coming back soon that i help if they're put on raw uh it's just uh they need some stuff to to help it be even more less stagnant than what it has well, been. there
0: you go say Sami Zayn and and kevin owens both come back to raw What do you think of Kevin Owens going at Dean Ambrose? Because I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but a lot of the tweets and a lot of the persona coming off of Kevin Owens um, social media now is more in a positive light. Like he's coming back or he's coming as a nice guy.
2: That's uh, who that's hard to picture. I don't think I've ever seen (laughs) Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen as a, as a baby face.
1: Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's such an he's such a really good heel that
2: I think it's tough for us to imagine that he, he is a great guy in person, uh, by the way. But is it he's his heel persona is unbelievable?
0: Yeah, his, um,
2: his, almost like
0: a a petulant child.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's probably <laughs> the best way to describe it. Um, I but think a face term of, would be interesting because, yeah, but in
0: terms of like we were saying, who could match who we could match Dean Ambrose up that would mesh well?
2: Yeah, I think yeah, it'd have to be Owens good matches. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a
1: good that's a good one. Uh but if he's returning, he, he would need to win.
0: Yes. Yeah, for sure. He'd have to win immediately and then yeah. have Dean come at him dirty style, you know, interrupting yeah. matches, attacking him in the back room, things like that.
2: Like oh uh, yeah, Owens would have to win like the IC, yeah, IC title like night of return or their first bout together. Yeah, um, I think Sammy Zayn's got a longer road to recovery, though. I, I hear his, his recovery isn't going all that well.
0: They keep saying and, he's supposed to be coming back immediately, too. And I'm thinking, oh myself, really? I see his stuff on social media, and I don't see that happening.
2: He was talking about something. He did an article about life after wrestling, um, very recently, and it sounded like it was happening sooner than, you know, we're all being led to believe. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not sure what where Sammy Zayn, um, his. You know, what's going on with that? A lot of misinformation. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: a that's good point. That's a good point. Uh, Trusting the kids. Yeah, he was just on uh, Talk is Jericho, recently Jericho's podcast. It's a very, very good interview. I highly recommend it. But, yeah, uh, good good points, though. Uh man. He's doing a lot. If you follow his Twitter, he rarely, to me, I mean, he still talks about wrestling, but, like, it's not near as much. Yeah. So, Which is yeah. yeah, that's
2: what leads me to believe that I don't think he's coming back. We'll see. I right. hope he does
1: because I'm a big I'm a big Sammy fan. Oh, of course, you like always him.
2: hope he does. I mean, if the guy's happier away from wrestling, though, you got to you know that's true. Stay that's away.
0: True. Only yes. time <laughs> yes. So there you go. There's the week uh in wrestling, Raw, SmackDown. Uh, I didn't catch NXT this past week. I don't know if you do. You guys, watch it. No, no, I didn't get a chance yeah, to pretty
2: much the main ones.
0: Yeah, I'll have to check that at some point later this weekend. Uh, let's move on to a new segment that we're doing. And we talked about it at the beginning of the show, uh, we're going to call this new segment must see matches. Like if you ever come across a match, like I said, that it may be embedded in the middle of a broadcast, uh, something that you've never heard of before that just blows your mind. Uh, for me, that's considered a must see match. That's to me where you, when people say, what's the big deal about wrestling, you say, okay, watch this. And yeah. if you, you can sit there and kind of guide that person and let them know what's happening. But as a as a fan, as a lover of this 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 brand of entertainment, this sport, um, we watch this and we can see all of these things happening within this amount of time, uh, and and say, wow, you know what I mean? I can't believe I didn't know about that before, or that not many people know about it just because it's it's just in the middle of a, a regular broadcast or it was on the undercard of a pay-per-view. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. And that happens yes. more often than people realize, I think, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. what's the biggest one? Uh, I mean, the, one of the greatest matches ever of all time wasn't even the main event of WrestleMania three. You know what I mean? Yes. People say Macho Man and Steamboat is literally, from bell to bell, one of the greatest matches you'd ever experience, one of the most technically sound matches, and it's not the it wasn't it wasn't the the the, the one that it, the show is built around,
2: right? Right? Yeah, the Hogan Andre had a better story to it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes good stories don't always equate to great matchups. You know, right. uh, the match had a good story, um. But as far from an athletic standpoint and psychology, nothing nothing on WrestleMania three or probably any any other WrestleMania personally, uh, you yeah. know, beats Macho Man Ricky Steamboat.
0: Exactly.
1: There's some ones that are close, but yeah, I'm with you guys on this. It's there's been most I would dare say most shows, not just WWE, but in many, many shows that you will watch that there's a match on there that was nowhere near the the uh your main event that was by far a standout match happened okay. in WCW all the time. I mean, cruiserweights would always put on a show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Look, at, uh, look at All In, even as uh, as recent yeah. as All In. Um, one of the greatest matches of the night wasn't even the main event. You know what? Actually, like, a few of those great matches were not the main event. But I think the idea behind All In was that you every match you were going to get was going to be top main event
2: worthy. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. But um, so so the way this came about was that. I I talked about it recently on the past couple of podcasts uh, that I've been kind of going back to the old school wrestling, 1985, 84. I started watching Starcade and then started watching the W, the World Championship Wrestlings that basically led, you know, to the next Starcade. And the one I I was just watching one last night, just kind of you know sat down, put it on to have something on, and I was I was literally I was at uh, December seventh, nineteen eighty-five, World Championship Wrestling. Um, it's not the main event. Uh, I didn't expect it on on this card, but all of a sudden, about midway through the show, twenty-eight minutes in, uh, it's it's a it's a match. It's a three three uh, what is it three three man tag team match or what do you call that? A six man tag team match? Three on three. Three on three. Uh, yeah. So you have Magnum T A, Billy Jack Haynes, and Sam Houston in one corner. In the other corner, you have Ole Anderson. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. So the second I saw who's up, right? I was like, okay, I'm watching this match because I'm a huge fan of Arn Anderson. Same uh, dude. When I was growing up, probably if you asked me who my favorite wrestler was, I would have said sting just because of, you know, the face paint, the the howling, that whole the gimmick. Thing. Yep. Gimmick. But as a fan of wrestling, I got to tell you, I think Arn Anderson is probably one of my favorite of all time. This dude is just so ridiculously good. Um, but so I saw he's on, I'm just like, yeah, can't wait to watch this. Plus the, you know, three of the four horsemen um, just recently off of the previous Starcade, um, Tully Blanchard had had a match with uh, Magnum TA. It was an, I quit match and it was brutal. It's an amazing match. If you guys have not seen that one, check out Starcade 85 Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard. I quit match. Uh, but in which Tully Blanchard quit uh, said I quit. And so throughout this match, um, no, he didn't. Remember, he said he didn't <laughs> <laughs> wow. the crowd continues to chant and taunt him. But so I see this is going to be the match and I'm like, I'm paying attention. And about a third two thirds of the way through this match, I just sent you guys a message saying, you know, if you've not seen this before, check this out. Uh, it's an amazing match all the way through. But I, one of the things I loved was how it starts. So it starts that Arne Anderson's going to start the match out against Sam Houston. And he's just like, no, you get out. And he calls out Billy Jack. He's just like, you get in here, come on. He's like screaming, <laughs> like, and the attitude he has, um, man. And then, so you guys watched it, right? Yes. Yes. My God, tell me, it was from beginning to end. I thought it was an amazing match. I thought all six men did a great job telling stories, interacting, making sure that a lot of this stuff looked clean. Uh, I mean it, it was dirty style wrestling, you know it was a little bit more physical, but like it was a fight was, I didn't it was see a fight any, I mean I, maybe there was one or two, but i didn't see any hardly um it was just hard work. these were hardworking men making this thing look super real, and that's the, what I feel like's missing now the one yes.
1: thing that really stood out to me, and maybe it's because i'm such a uh, an Arn anderson mark, but uh, I really love to pay attention to him when he's wrestling. Yes. Because every movement he does makes sense within the match. Like he's not doing something that that just seems weird and out of everything he does looks real. It adds to the realism of what's going on. There's one point where he's getting dragged to the babyface's corner Mm -hmm. and and somebody's been tagged in and they're about to you know, whenever somebody's dragged to a corner in a tag team match, they're about to get hit by the other person Mm -hmm. who's just tagged in. And he's like, and he's in and Arn Anderson. If you watch him, he's flailing his leg trying to kick it out at whoever's coming in.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> literally selling it. Like instead of yes. just sitting there and taking it, he's doing everything he can to rip his arm out of this guy's grasp. Yes, exactly. Good, and that's what I'm saying. Like, go back and watch these old matches because these guys show you how it was done. Not that there's not good wrestlers now, but man, we don't have this anymore. We don't have this level of intensity, this level of realness. Some of those shots, Oli Anderson, we took a few shots off of uh, Magnum Ta in the corner, and a couple of those punches literally connected with his chin, like it was. Oh yeah, on you know what he I mean? ate yeah, it. Yeah, he pulled, but he ate a lot of that. You know, and a lot of these guys ate a lot of these these shots there was a spot. And another thing I love watching about, about these guys and especially Arn Anderson is um, as we already know, you know, what we're watching as fans. And if, if you're, if, if you're in the know, you know, where certain spots are, where a lot of the stories, you know, the, the match is being called and you can watch Arn do certain things that it's, it's like brilliant right there. That's when he's doing it. But, as, as somebody sitting on the, you're not seeing it. You know what I mean? You're so invested in the story, but you can see it. There's a moment where he's got, he's in an arm lock and I think it's Magnum TA's got him down in an arm lock and no, he's got Magnum down in an arm lock and all of a sudden Magnum's fighting his way back up and he's got his his fist clenched, you know what I mean? And he's standing up and he looks at Arn. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's super subtle. It's this most subtle movement, but there's this moment where Arn locks eyes with him and gives a slight nod, and then Magnum just hauls back and punches him right in yes. the top. And then-
1: I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you're saying this, Chris. There was also another moment where I can't remember who, who he's in the ring with, Horns in the ring with, but uh, it's obvious to me because you know I love wrestling, so I've really watched it, that he's trying to tell the guy, because uh, everybody knows who's really hardcore into this stuff, that most of the time the heel kind of caused the match, right? And yes. he's he's telling the guy who's got him in a chokehold or something what he needs to do. But he's not just mouthing out where people could see him. He's trying to act like he's getting you know, he's hurting and he's and he's like he's trying to cover his face because he's hurting so much and there's so much pain. And while he's doing that, he's telling this guy what the next thing should be, what the next move should be. And and you know, I like John Cena a lot, but there's been plenty of times where like you can just hear him screaming out the next thing <laughs> that they're gonna do. And it's just it's just these little things that, you know, really add to the realism of what you're watching that that don't take you out of the moment. And I mean, to the point where the finish of the match, I thought was really good. But the fact that I saw Arn Anderson even go to the top rope, I was like, holy cow.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. that was great. Um, I got to tell you, too. One of the things I, th- I was disappointed, though, uh, I didn't get to see a spine buster. I didn't the same. To see same.
1: Yes, that spine buster's a thing of beauty. Uh, that to the point where that's always one of my finishers on when I'm playing WWE <laughs> 2K. Yeah, oh, nobody doesn't like
2: Iron. Nobody doesn't like Iron. That's yeah. what made him uh, so special to see him, too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Think of beauty. I was,
0: ask, I was gonna ask you, Matt, having wrestled, having been on the other side of the curtain and inside the ring, um, when you watch matches like this, like how does it make you feel? What do you think? Especially because I mean, you it's not like you wrestled back then. You know, you wrestled now. You were trained now. So what do you see and think when you see these kinds of matches and these guys
2: working? See, those are the this era is the typical like this is what guys study. These are the matchups guys study because of the realistic um, approach to the matches. The the movements like uh, like Johnny said, there's no wasted motion, especially from iron. Um, this is what, you know, we study all the time. I watch tons of matches from this era and, and, and all that. And there's a deep appreciation for this kind of, this kind of working style. Um, you know, when, when wrestlers are studying tape, they don't watch new stuff. They don't watch like modern WWE, like, like attitude era on some stuff, but not much, but they, they go and watch, um, 80s wrestling it matches just like this because it's the basics. It's the basics and they got over and they did so well doing so little without doing um as they like to call flippy do's and and, yeah. and shit yeah. like that. It yeah. was not bumping, you know, cuz a bump, bumps hurt. They take they take every bump takes, you know, probably a week or two off of your life. Um and they did it they it was so minimal, but they they did a lot with a little yeah. That's what I'm trying yes, to say.
1: That, I, I'm glad you said that, Matt. The fact that if you really watch this match, yeah. there were not a lot of bumps. There really weren't. And yet I was still watching every moment of this. Like I was not I was not like, oh man, I wish they were bumping more. Because I was like, man, I can't wait to see something. They really built up two moments very yes. well.
0: Dude, they, they told that that classic uh and I loved it. I loved when they would have the these two the you know, the two on two or three on threes when one side would have the upper hand, and I mean, and go to town and pile it on on one guy, and like bring him down to where he could barely walk. And no matter what, they were always tagging. It was nonstop, and it was just just this beaten. And that's what we saw in this match as well. You know, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and and Blanchard kept just hammering uh, Magnum Ta, just going to town on him nonstop. And for me, you watch stuff like this, it sold it in 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 that like did they really not like him? You know what I mean? Is this animosity real? And that's what I feel is missing now. I think I brought this up before. There was a a meme that, um, or maybe a a short clip. I tagged you in Johnny of, of Anderson dropping a spine buster. But right before that spine buster, he was throwing a guy against the ropes. And as the guy was coming back, Arn looks to take his head off with with the a clothesline. I mean, he just whips his arm like he's going to yes. rip the guy's head off. He doesn't pull his he doesn't pull it. He doesn't lift his arm higher. He literally aims at this guy's and thinking he better duck cuz he's going to get hurt if he doesn't. This yes. Knows it. This guy knows it. He doesn't come off the ropes, you know, short or whatever. I mean, he comes and he duck and it looks perfect, but the way arn sells that is, is with such disregard in, in that, like, look, if you're not professional enough to duck in time, you're the one that's got to pay your own bill. You know what I mean? Yes. And yes. that's what's missing now. I think is, is that realism in that sometimes you don't have to take these crazy bumps. You don't have to go flying. You don't have to do crazy moves, bouncing off ropes and all this nonsense. I mean, it's flashy and it's cool for everyone to have a, a, an awesome finishing move, but you can do this Sell these moves, sell some of these spots, and make it look like you're literally going to maim the other person if they're not doing what they have to do. And you've got me. You got me. I don't yeah. need all that other stuff. I oh, mean, the, sure. the finish
1: of this match wasn't even a finishing move.
2: No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. No, you know? great.
1: So uh, you know, it's and it still had me. It's like, oh man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we said before, I really want to see a spine buster, but yeah. man, this still worked for me. Uh, it's. <laughs> You know, we all know that wrestling is supposed to be and should be for everybody's safety choreographed. But also, I don't want it to look like it's choreographed. Like the second that it looks beyond choreographed, I get taken out of it for a moment. Yeah, Uh, uh, that's just me. I am not against people. I'll just use Ricochet because he's the first one I'm thinking of who is a high flyer who's really, really good at it. Who's crazy good at it. Like I'm not against those type of matches at all. I think that guy's phenomenal. But if I see a match that's all that and that's all it is, it definitely takes me out of it for a moment. I'm like, man, this this guy's crazy good and crazy athletic, but where's the story in this? That he right. can jump around really good?
0: And how funny is it that you guys watch this not watching the build up from the previous episodes or some of the stuff coming out of Starcade? And- yeah,
1: I'm going to start watching the same stuff, Chris. Uh, I'm glad you put me on this. I'm going to start watching old WCW because of this. Because right after this, like I kept it rolling, I got a a, a great uh, Dusty Rhodes promo.
0: Yeah, Dusty comes up right afterwards, dude. It's amazing. This is the era I love, man. This is what I remember growing up watching. Like, If I think back to my earliest, earliest memories, and I'm talking about those memories that are kind of shadowy and dusty, you know what I mean? Uh, No pun intended. Uh, (laughs) I remember turning on the TV and seeing the camera angle from the side of the ring looking up, and it was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat standing on, on the top ropes with the studio lights literally maybe a foot from his head you know what i mean and he yeah. it was, it was in that studio and i and there was rick flair on the on the mat just this blonde hair you know just sweating to death and just waiting for this this guy to come off the road and i just remember watching this going what is this you know what i mean and, and, was-
1: and also i also want to throw this out there i feel and this might just be me i'm very curious what you guys think i love watching those old shows not just for the wrestling but for the crowds oh yeah because The crowds booed who you were supposed to boo. They cheered who you were supposed to cheer. Yep. And they were just in it. They were in, they were just hardcore into what was being, the story is being told in front of them. They were all aboard for it. Yeah. There was no
2: internet back then. There was no dirt sheets. People didn't know stuff. And, uh, you, you know there weren't like these these smart think marks magazines, right? like the,
0: think magazines were the only way you were getting certain news was that like, was it yeah. but
2: even still there was no like insider dirt really yeah. um even back then the magazines had a respect for um K-fabe. the wrestling yes for Fabe for the wrestling business and how it operated um you know once in a while you get like a reporter who thought he was being smart and then they get choked out or, or, yes. or, <laughs> or punched in the face by are they somebody, falling in a
1: concussion like, yeah
2: yeah <laughs> Yes, and sue it, you for it yeah <laughs>
1: uh but yeah uh so, and we got a lot of crowds and this is no offense to people who who do this but there are a lot of crowds now who feels like they're trying to get themselves
2: over well no, it's that, it, it, a total offense to that because it's the most disrespectful thing um yes. i think you could do as a fan it's is also just trying to get yourself yeah it's annoying um i, I mean i've got mean, i've, gotten, I've gotten into
1: arguments with people over the fact that, like, let's say that you're a big fan of a heel. I'm a big fan of many heels. Heels are probably my favorite wrestlers.
0: Yeah, yeah. But when I'm at a show, I'm booing them. Yes, you have to. They're the bad guy. If if you go to the movie theater and your favorite actor is the villain, you're not cheering the villain on for the movie. You're enjoying the movie. You want to see the good guy win. Exactly. A
1: good uh, example would be, uh, you know, The Dark Knight, right? Fantastic film, a classic. But the reason that people love that movie is, is because Heath Ledger was such a good, amazing Joker, right? And this dude was amazing. I loved watching that performance, but never once did I want the Joker to win.
0: Right. No. Exactly. That's the point. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that's the point. That's the other thing, because they, they cut to a scene when Dusty Rhodes was doing his promo where he was – this is during the time where he and Ric Flair are going back and forth. Uh, and he was showing a match in which he was wrestling in front of 100,000 people, that day. Yeah. And, uh, and they were showing a replay of that. And the, just listen to the crowd during that. Just oh listen to them. Dude, uh, every a- move that went on, there was a reaction. Yeah, And it was that I was like, man, I miss these days where like an old lady with a purse would like hit a heel wrestler when he got close, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how funny is that when you watch these, these old matches like this one that we watched, um, like it's all these women in the front row you know, all dressed up in dresses, they're, they're cool yeah. on makeup. on. Uh, this was like going out for dinner for the, this was like the evening out. Like they went to dinner and then they went to the wrestling match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. It was. Di- yes. It was, and then there was all these, like, if you watch some of these, these tapings, uh, it's always got the adults in the front, but there's always a back two rows full of kids and it's all the kids that watch it as well. Uh, dude it was cool it's it's very cool i i I love watching this and when i when i find these when i find these must-see matches i'm definitely going to bring it up for sure
1: please do please do Uh, so this is a good pick i think it's a great first pick for this segment chris uh this is perfect we want this to be matches that aren't just like the ones that everybody talks about we want these to be uh sort of like hidden little gems for us to find and discover
0: for sure if you could find it twelve seven eighty five on the network uh world championship wrestling it's about halfway through 28 minutes and you'll see this match we're, we're talking about the whole episode's fun to watch you'll see a lot of cool matches you'll see some matches which you're just like eh, i can see why i've never heard of them before but uh but overall man it's i love it it's like going back back to my childhood days
1: yeah 100% uh, recommend recommend on the old stuff for sure especially if you're uh getting in that's why we're so lucky to be wrestling fans today this is kind of bookmarking this episode here but that we uh, we have access to stuff like the network in which we can go and watch this old stuff and maybe even rediscover some stuff. Like, you know, Arn Anderson's a great example, Chris. There's plenty of wrestlers who, when I was younger, I was like, I can't stand this guy. Uh, like uh, Fit Finley would be one. Or uh, for me, um, uh, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. I'm embarrassed by this. The guy who runs NXT, what's his name from England? Regal. Wow. Regal, thank you. Gosh, I'm mad I forgot his name, but I just went blank for a second. Uh, like, those were two guys uh, who, when they, when they were wrestling in their prime, and that's when I was watching, I was like, I don't care about these guys. Give me Sting, give me Goldberg. That's the two guys I wanted to see. But when I got older, and I really started paying attention to wrestling, I was like, holy crap, Fit Finley is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap, Regal was a freaking man. You know, this is so fun to go back and discover how good some of these people were that you didn't realize how good they were when you were younger.
2: Just absolute masters of ring psychology. Like they're yes. so good at wonderful, and that's why when you do extra, I don't know if Finley work still works for them. Um, But when I did extra work, unfortunately William Regal was off that week. I was really looking forward to working with him because I, I guess he's really good with the extras and teaching them stuff. But it's either William Regal or Finley that that handle all that. You know, you handle because um, I get to wrestle like everyone. They're like, okay, let's do some matches. Let's do some like little tryout matches. And I do have to say it was the most nerve-wracking thing ever because you got Fit Finley there watching you and then fucking Ern Anderson sitting at the commentator's table. Um, not commentating, but just hanging out there watching what's going on. It was very, uh, very <laughs> nerve-wracking, but um, those guys know what they're doing. That's why they put them out there. That's why they have the that responsibility of keeping an eye on those guys. Yeah, I couldn't I could imagine. I'd be nervous as I'll get out. I was. I, I I walked in. I was like, oh, my God. I walked into the ring, and, and I had my shirt on. He goes, and I just heard Arne Anderson yell, shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> I had a singlet on, but, like, I, I don't Just the fact that he was like that, and, yeah, it was fun. very un, unnerving. <laughs> there you All go. right,
1: guys. <laughs> this has been a fun episode, I feel. Oh, this was good.
0: Is there anything you guys wanted to throw out, promote, uh, share, or anything before we got off? Oh, um, Matt, what's the uh, what's the what's the next one for ESW? Night at Johnsburg.
2: Oh, January nineteenth. If you're in the yes. West Virginia
0: area, North Tonawanda, New York, uh, at the St. Johnsburg Fire Hall. Check out Ward ESW Road. Yep. His website, right at ESW
2: Wrestling. Yep, ESW They have Twitter. They have Facebook. They have Instagram. They're always doing a really good job advertising their stuff. And, uh, yeah, they got a, another big show coming up. It's one of the best around. And, and, uh, there's, they're going to be expanding more. Like we're doing a show in Rochester. Excuse me. They're doing a show in Rochester in, <laughs> in February. and the end of February, that's going to be their Rochester debut, which I'm really excited to, um, see for them. So, yeah, if you're going to support any indie wrestling around here, um, ESW deserves your attention they put in the work they got sponsors from like high spots who donated like you know ring skirts and and these giant curtains that just make them look 10 times visually better and they're packing crowd four to five hundred plus people every show that they attend
1: and I'm I'm glad you're saying high spots because that's who I wanted to plug this week Uh, (laughs) high spots network. Is another really good wrestling network, especially if you love indie wrestling. There's a lot of stuff on there, including something I am very happy to. I haven't got to watch it yet, but I am beyond excited. The possible return of $5 wrestling is a humongous deal for me. I freaking love this stuff. (laughs) It's so good. uh, uh, It's choo-choo time, guys. It's (laughs) choo-choo time. Choo-choo! Yeah, Jake Manning is is kind of bringing it back. It seems, and he's uh, he's another uh, the man. Scout is another wrestler I really love who doesn't get a lot of love because he's on the indies. Uh, but yeah, uh, for no other reason than to watch five dollar wrestling because I think all of it's on there. Uh, all the all the stuff of theirs is on there. Uh, just go discover. The commentary is Marty DeRosa He's a comedian who's very funny, and uh, Colt Cabana, and they're a great tag team on that. So mm-hmm. even the commentary is really good. I uh, cannot recommend it enough.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: And there you go. Nice, nice. Uh, guys, I think it's kind of time to to get pinned and get counted out, don't you think?
2: I'd say so. We're at it. Pay, pay me.
0: One, yep. two, three.